Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. I'm part of the click, isn't everybody? <laughs> yes! 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 I, I got an idea, yeah. Peter John Cena! Give me a hell yeah! Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Too sweet! episode is scheduled for one fall, and it is for your listening pleasure. This is In The Click. What's up, everybody? Baby Huey here, and joining me once again is my brother Tommy. How's it going? Hey, how you doing? And also joining us is our good brother from Pro Wrestling 101 on Instagram. It's Richard. How you doing? I'm doing fine, Danny. How you doing, Danny D? Oh, that's why we're supposed to do this episode all in Tony, Tony D'Angelo. No, hey! no, no. We, we'll do that later. We'll do okay, that later. Okay, okay. William, William wants to be on that episode, by the way. <laughs> all right. Was, hey, hey, what'd you the do episode, that? The episode where we lose all of our listeners. I know. That's the thing. That's what I'm worried about. Everyone's going to be like, what oh! the hell is this? Oh. The gabagoo. Then he hit him with the gabagoo. Oh. Yeah. Very disrespectful, Daniel. Very oh disrespectful. Oh, get out of here. Forget about <laughs> it. Uh, but no, here we are back at it for another episode in the click. Of course, this one we will talk all about Monday Night Raw, SmackDown. But first, we will talk about NXT. I thought I'd mix it up. Let's talk NXT first because wow. they you had to the warn me. Yeah, you know what I mean? They had the big show this week. They had the return of Halloween Havoc, I guess, under the quote NXT umbrella. This one's even. Technically, the NXT 2.0 era of Halloween Havoc. And it was this past Tuesday. Oh, by the way, Richard, happy Halloween. Forgot to say that. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. I'm so happy about it. That it's Sunday. <laughs> Start another work week. It's the Lord's Day. It's trick or treat. It's the Lord's Day. Did you go trick or treating? <laughs> no. I, I, <laughs> so- I, see, I see you dressed up like the tugboat today. <laughs> <laughs> No, not the, sh- not the shock master. Actually, no, I dress up as Stone Cold. <laughs> Earlier, I did in the week at work and stuff. But um, yeah, no, no, it's funny. We have all the lights turn off in the other room, so no kids come up. Some kids came up to our door early, and it was still daylight outside. It was five o'clock. When yeah, man. Yeah. Like, come on. It's a school people. night. It's a school night. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Hey. I know. Anyway, so yeah, we, they got a curfew. We're gonna anyway. eat the candy for ourselves. We're saving it. <laughs> Screw the kids. Wow. <laughs> See, I this is a true true story. This is uh for those of you who don't have kids, uh, buy your candy tomorrow because it's all on sale. That's right. Yes, that is true. Absolutely. November first. I still have a bag of uh, uh bubblegum pops on my table nice. from last year. The chocolate is gone. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. And go to grocery outlet. They got tons of candy there. Yeah, okay, well, I'm thinking, so same thing, like, December 26th, get all your gift wrap, half price for next year, stock yeah. up, Valentine's Day, what, February 15th? 14th, oh yeah. 15th, yeah. yeah. 15th. So yeah, yeah, okay, Richard, yeah, I, I like what you're saying, that's a good tip for uh, the consumers out there. <laughs> so, uh, but yes, Halloween Havoc came and went this past Tuesday night on NXT 2.0. Um, 
<laughs> you know, this show, I was really interested to see how this was going to play out because with the rebranding of 2.0 or NXT, I should say, I think a lot of people, there's a lot of questions up in the air still about the future and the presentation. Are they going to have pay-per-views, a.k.a. their their version of takeovers, or are they going to be strictly you know, just TV-based from here on out since they're really more just being developmental again? So would they put that much effort in them having pay-per-views of their own? So we don't know about the future of NXT as far as what they're going to do with later takeovers, if that's going to be part of the future plans, whatnot. So nonetheless, I was excited for Halloween Havoc because it's their first like theme show of the 2.0 era. So I wanted to see how it was going to, how it was going to look. And, you know, there were some things I really liked, some things I didn't like, and, you know, we'll get into oh, that. Boy, but we are yeah. on the same page here. Okay. So yeah, we, there's we, a, there was a takeaways. lot I didn't like. Yeah. Okay. Me too. Um, I thought all the shenanigans between matches was pretty terrible. Yeah. Um, okay, good. All right. Because like, it's all senses of humors from people that we still don't know. So it's right. like none of it, like I don't care about any of it. And it's kind of, I'm kind flat. of putting the onus on, on management of NXT because there was plenty of people that have been around before the 2.0 that they didn't utilize. And mm-hmm. the haunted house stuff was horrendous. It was pointless. Uh, I thought. It was a waste it, of yeah. time. I mean, they didn't even plug. They should have plugged the, 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 the people that do that. If anything, because it right. was just like, are we supposed to believe that these people are dead or like, like this was just blatantly bad to me. Yeah. Okay. So let, let's talk about some of the stuff because yeah, like you, I thought, you know, there was some great in-ring action that there were elements that remind me of like a takeover pass. This this was the worst thing that Jeremy Borash has done in WWE to me. And then, you know, there were other parts of this that felt like very much like a variety show or just that- random entertainment segment they just threw in there so we didn't see as many long matches that we would see on a theme show Mm -hmm. or a a takeover (laughs) instead the matches were still pretty short like we've seen recently and then they really filled in with a lot like look like last minute stuff with open challenge we'll get into and and you know uh uh uh, chucky and all that stuff so uh okay let's touch on that first would you listen all the entertainment stuff let's talk on that real quick so Chucky, I guess, was the official host for this ish, uh, uh, edition of Halloween Havoc. little synergy there because Chucky, the TV series, is airing both on USA and Sci-Fi Network. So he made appearances throughout the night. You know, I've got ch- no problem with that. Yeah, what do you think? Of- I'm, I'm fine with. I thought they should have done more with him and Steiner. Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> so that's, that, that's a missed opportunity. I know. Oh my god. I totally was bummed. Like uh, I did enjoy, you know, whenever Chucky was on screen and referenced Steiner or, or Braun, yeah. Braun Breaker, he called him a pup. I was like, oh, that's awesome. He he should have. They should have played with it where it's like, gosh, I uh, you, you look familiar. I know you from somewhere. Blah blah blah. And then and Bronson should have just been like, no, no, you don't know me. Like just playing it off like he clearly knows, but he doesn't. He's not going to acknowledge it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but I mean, at one point when Braun was like getting ready in the locker room, you know, he saw Chuck. He's like, hey, he looked familiar or something. So, a quick little, you know, Easter egg or a wink 
to the audience, you know, for us older people who grew up, obviously, you know, watching uh, Monday Night Nitro and the whole um, Steiner Chucky <laughs> connection there. What was that again? It was just Chucky on the screen and Rick. <gasps> it Rick was Steiner. for when Bride of Chucky was coming out. Yeah, and, I remember this. I remember this. Uh, I believe Rick Steiner was WCW tag team champion with Judy Bagwell at the time, Buff Bagwell's mom. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, and Chucky came on the screen to distract uh rick steiner before oh his goodness. match man so, yeah it's just plain head but it's like an iconic like mind game hilarious like it's it's kind yeah. of all those things that gets a pass from everyone because it's, it's so stupid it's funny yeah, yeah yeah so because like steiner's playing like along with it yeah exactly <laughs> and and that's the thing is like i felt like they, it was a missed opportunity on this show where they could have really had more interaction between the two of them between braun breaker and chucky i mean there was one little that little segment between the two of them really quick and then throughout the night though whenever chucky was talking about the main event he just kept calling him a little pup which I, was cool so you know on this episode they did as much as they could of acknowledging braun breaker is a steiner without calling him a steiner that was yeah. the main thing I'm watching this and just looking at that and listening. So I, I enjoyed the Chucky stuff. I enjoyed the synergy sh- there. And yeah, I, I thought it was a great host. You know, we had Shotzi Blackheart last year, then Chucky this year. Um, I'm, I'm with you. The haunted house stuff was just goofy. You know, it was more of just uh, Carmelo Hayes trying to get back his North American title. It wasn't even like I can, I can forgive things that are like, I don't find this funny, but like, I could see why a kid would find it funny. This was just, this wasn't either. Like, this was just like, like we spent a lot of time doing this and now we're out of time. Let's yeah. just, let's just put out what we gave them. So it's interesting. Cause so Johnny Gargano looks like he's going full baby face again. And now Dexter Loomis is like his right hand man. So I guess Loomis is now a baby face as well. And yeah, it, it's- Dexter, Dexter Loomis needs a, 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 a new, coat of paint as they say yes <laughs> that guy he's hit his ceiling really quick in nxt i always yeah. thought well he doesn't say anything I mean, just, it's like the the, the foreign talent that doesn't he's speak becoming, english he's becoming an afterthought he, he's, he's so one-sided one-dimensional it, yeah. it's it's yeah he hit his, his wall a long time ago um so it looks like good, Gar- good entering talent but like when was the last time he had a real match yeah yeah. yeah, it's always been some sort of gimmick. I mean, I guess maybe Roderick Strong and him. Remember the the belt? I don't the leather strap match that was a while ago. Yeah, that was. Uh, but yeah, so it looks like Johnny and Carmelo Hayes. That's going to be a, a program between the two of them. So I'm sure Johnny's going to help put over Carmelo Hayes to a certain extent. So um, and then yeah, the Halloween party. What'd you think about that? As far as they kept cutting, to- I don't know who any of those people are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, I don't like I I. I I've seen him enough now that I can comfortably say I don't like this Grayson guy. Okay. And so, yeah, yeah. he, you know, is all about just. He's oh, I'm to really l- cool. Look at me. Lady. Look at me. <laughs> Look at me. I'm swiping right. Ladies, man, dating that. And he's trying to talk yeah. to all these people. And I'm so bummed because we all love Cameron Grimes. And he's like sabotaging Cameron Grimes is like character and reputation. Yeah. And, and now Cameron Grimes, you know, just do what you're doing. Yeah. I'll, I'll come across as the cool guy. Dude, you're but he's rich. Not cool. Yeah, you're rich. You don't need this loser Australian dude over here. Like yeah. you, you're Cameron Grimes, man. You're a former million dollar champion. Like, yeah, you got enough good good things going on with you. Call Ted DiBiase. We need Ted DiBiase to come back and slap that the Ted ass. Ted DiBiase. 
Ozzy. Slap the ass out, Grayson Wallace. Just stay away from my boy. This is, this is what I need a soundboard. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, uh, so anyway, yeah, the Halloween party, it was goofy. Then that one guy dressed like Freddie Mercury, uh, you know, uh, uh, it turned to a whole brawl at the end. So it, you know, I, I think there was their attempt to be like, remember the old Halloween parties with like on SmackDown and so when John Cena had the big hair and the suit. And I, uh, I, I get it that Shotzi was busy, but oh, <laughs> she was so good last year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know, I know. It, it like, def- like the, the, the like then they did the bit where it's like Eli Drake was late, and they never even explained that. And it's like, why would he be late? He's hosting it. Yeah, so Grayson Waller dressed like uh, Dracula, goes into the ring, and then Eli Drake shows up. He's dressed like Dracula, and then they have like a... You mean L.A. Knight. Or, when I say Eli Drake, oh my god, L.A. Knight. Yeah, he shows up, and they have like a whole thing in the ring, and it's like, okay, I guess they're going to have a program between the two of them now, but it was just, yeah, like, why was he late? And it just... Some of that stuff, yeah, just fell flat. I'm with you on that. All of it. For me, all of it. And I, I, like... I sat there and I watched it all live and it was just like, oh my God. Yeah. So this is not good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's jump in. So the main or the first match was for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. It was the latter match. So we saw Io Shirai and um, uh, uh, Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark along with Indy Hartwell and her friend uh, Persia. Per- Persia Parada. Parada. Yeah. And then uh, 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 Gigi Dolan and JC James. My girls. My girls. Yeah. yeah from Toxic Attraction. Um, This match. I'll give them an A for effort. I give them an A for effort and F when it comes to quality of match. Yeah. Yeah. Very this sloppy. Was, this was, this Very was sloppy. Not even that. It was just spot for spots. Yeah. Like there was there was no storytelling. It was just bump, 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 big bump, big bump, big bump. The problem, well, the, the, yeah. the, the reason I say that, and I know that like a lot of younger people might not get it, but the problem with that is what spot do you remember the most? And it's the Io Shirai spot, but yeah. there was, what were the other spots then? And if you can't remember them, then why did you do it? Because you start hurt or you did get hurt. Yeah, no, no, Richard, you brought a very good point. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like these gals, like I said, give them A for effort for putting their bodies on the line. Yeah, putting their bodies on the line, I give them that. But yeah, just to do it for the sake of doing it when it's not part of maybe a strategy or an important moment in the match. Yeah, a lot of this stuff just happened. I'm like, okay, it's forgot it's, about now. You're doing it like it's a body slam or a suplex. Then why are you doing it? Like you can get seriously, it's stupid. Yeah. Like there's you're I don't remember anything besides the EO Shirai spot. Yeah. Like I, I know that there was like several other people getting slammed on the ladder. I just don't remember it. And, and that's the thing too. Also, like when plus, I see plus, plus we got a ladder match on Monday. Uh, yeah, and mm-hmm. that's the thing too. I like how sloppy it was. It was just listen. I know they're all very. Uh, some of them are, are very green. Some of them been around for a minute. And some are very experienced. It was a great mixture in that sense. But yeah, no, it, it was like the timing. Like some of these girls would clamp the ladder, and it's like no one was around. And it's like for the sake of um, believability, it was like come on, you could go a little faster. It, it just like they were taking their time, and like it just didn't look real. It's like. It didn't. When like was last, you're, you're, when was the last time you climbed a ladder? Last week, actually, before the rainstorm. 
It's <laughs> right, Tommy. And, yeah, it was, and, and just like this match, it there was fair enough. Fair <laughs> yeah. enough. It's, no, but I'm just saying, it's like you know, you want the titles, go up a little bit faster, and then therefore the opponents need to step up and come after you faster. I just felt like it was a little too slow. But the, yeah, but that was the problem was that they were going too fast. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, like it, they were all waiting and timing this up because remember the whole they said at the top of the show the first half an hour was all dedicated to. uh no commercials. Yeah. But it felt like they used that entire half an hour. Yeah. They, they, they could have gotten other stuff in there, but it was just like. They crammed in man. a lot in that first 30 minutes. And I think the rest of the show somewhat suffered because. Yeah. Because yes. they, they were trying to catch up. So ultimately, uh, yeah, besides Io Shirai taking that big bump, which, God, it looks so painful. But uh, um, then eventually we saw Gigi Dolan, JC Jane, actually JC Jane. Go up there and grab what? Which is interesting. She grabbed one title mm-hmm. and then she grabbed in after the bell rung. Then she grabbed the other one, handed to Gigi. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if she had to grab like the whole um, uh, handle down or whatnot. But anyway, they are now new women's uh, NXT tag team champions. So congrats to them. I'm happy about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now you know I'm kind of curious where Io Shirai goes from here. Does her and Zoe start start a program or off TV for a while? We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, then uh, let's see. Uh, next up, like another match is just kind of thrown in there. Wasn't announced. Joe Gacy taking on Malik Blade. Very quick match. Yeah. And then we saw. Um, <laughs> I almost I want to say Brock Lesnar Jr. <laughs> but it's um, uh, um, what's his name? I, I I'm still Parker uh, Bordeaux. Harlan. Par- yeah, Parker Bordeaux. But yeah. yeah. Harlan. Harlan. Yeah. He comes walking into the arena and it looks like Joe Gacy has him control. I mean, what do you. Yeah. We kind of touched on this last week. It looks like they're starting something. Is like a cult or Joe Gacy, he's like going to control Harlan. I, I wish we got these answers a little. I don't like that they're teasing it week by week because, I, again, we don't know who these people are, so why should we care? Uh, yeah. So it's like, keep me interested during the show. If this is that early on in the show, do something with both of them later in the show to so we could see some because it's like I don't remember what they did last week. I remember that Harlan came out and did something, but like I don't really have great recollect like memory of that. Like yeah. what exactly was going on? They're just playing this weird, creepy, I'm touching your face thing. And it's like and I, I, I like I'm for Gacy um and the character and everything, but like keep me invested during the show yeah yeah and then uh uh later on we saw diamond mine uh malcolm bivens cut a little promo and just open challenge and i lo- and i liked about this is he put the whole team up for a challenge like yeah. whoever's in the locker room do you want to challenge roger strong for the NX- cruiserweight title the the brothers or or the girl it was like you know everyone was available i, I thought new jack was gonna come out so <laughs> I thought was, Rob Van Dam was, was going to come out. That was the ongoing gag in ECW. Some guy would come out and make an open challenge and the New Jack's music would hit and the crowd would go nuts. So. Yeah. But dude, one of our favorite moments in ECW was when Rhino came out and says, who wants to challenge me for this title? Oh, yeah. And Rob Van Dam made his big return. The last, um, the last show. Last yeah. pay-per-view. Yeah. yeah and, and then the, but his music, the, you know, the Pantera pair. Yeah, walk. I've, I've, I've been trying to find that clip for I know I, oh dude I'm, you can find it because I have it on DVD I just can't find it on the internet I oh because Tommy it. and I yeah we I, that was so one of my hard. favorite yeah oh my god it was so yeah. good then, um yeah. so anyway so yeah Diamond Mine they're all up for uh, uh open challenge Odyssey Jones <laughs> answers the call but he wants to challenge Roderick Strong and he's like 
and, and Malcolm Bivens like, you're not t- under 205. And he's yeah. like, no, I don't care about the title. I just want Roderick Strong. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Good, good match. First good match of the night. Yeah. Was, yeah. Man. I mean, of course, it's Roderick Strong. Dude is always going to put on great matches. But honestly, Jones, I, I'm really, you know, I'm a big fan of his so far. His yeah. personality, larger than life, all that stuff. He's got a bright smile. Yeah. You but, know. you know, he lost here. So he's been on a little bit of a losing streak, though. So that's my only concern. He's brand new. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. So Roger Strong picked up a victory, though. So it's like Diamond Mine still looking very strong as a faction right now. In NXT. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all good. By the way, did you see the Creed Brothers on SmackDown, part of the 24 yeah, 7 yeah, yeah. run in? I was like, what? But they like, also, they've been doing dark matches, or they did, they did a dark match yeah, recently. Yeah. That, that's good, man. Hey, uh, we're all big More fans experience. of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so next up was for the NXT women's title was uh, Mandy Rose taking on Raquel Gonzalez, the champ. Um, I was, <laughs> I Raquel comes out with the motorcycle. That was cool. I enjoyed that. And I mean, what about Mandy? What about Mandy's entrance with the wings? The little yeah, the camera yeah. slowly moved up the body and got I, to the wings. I know, jeez, yeah. they know what they're doing. The camera work is <laughs> Kevin Dunn. So does she? Yeah, exactly. So uh, the match was pretty good. You know, Mandy Rose. Pretty good to great, I would say. Yeah, I mean, this is probably one of her stronger outings as a performer, in ring performer, oh, for sure. And I, so, I, I think, I think, because like, if if you were to say her last one on one that was of note was probably the one she had with Sonya at SummerSlam. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and if you compare that one to this one, she's come a long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly, and then, but. Uh, um, so, you know, the, the great match between all, between the two of them, <laughs> even though, so the stipulation was, um, it was, uh, you know, uh, like no DQ more or less, right? But, you know, Mandy was trying it to pin. It had some pin, gimmicky name, yeah. Yeah, she was trying to pin outside, uh, let's see, Trick or Street Fight, that's what it was. And at one point she tried to pin Raquel outside on the, on the, on the mat and the ref's like, no, you gotta get back in the ring. And she's like, oh, no, but so, but I like how she put the kendo stick through the chair and like kind of, I did too, uh, locked up Raquel inside the chair. Um, but anyway, we saw like that ghoulish figure. I want to call it. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, like the black, like uh, aping out for, like a grim reaper type look. And who was that? And so, yeah, uh, hit the, hit Raquel with a shovel and then uh, Mandy got the pin in the win, and then the the the, the Grim Reaper type person comes in the ring, reveals herself to be Dakota Kai. So what? What? Come on, you know I called it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Dakota Kai, I guess, is back in NXT now. When I all, I guess we all thought she was going to go get called up. She was working dark matches too. So, did, did you listen to last week's podcast? I didn't. <laughs> so, I told you. So. It looks like, okay, um, mm, Raquel and Dakota mm. are going to have a, one more match against each other at some point. Maybe at that point, loser leaves NXT at that point. I, I don't know what could happen here. No. I mean, but it's like, at you know, we've seen this play out already, but I guess we're going to do it one more time. Mm. And maybe, yeah, I can really see whoever wins or loses here gets moved on up to Raw or SmackDown. They probably should be both be up on Raw or SmackDown by now. I mean, I don't think so. I think I think Dakota should, but uh, Raquel needs more work. Raquel needs a lot of work still. I, I yeah. see a lot more holes than you guys do. I think, or you do. Yeah, I know you're, you're, I'm high on her. I just fuck, man. She hasn't had she's she hasn't had 50 matches under her belt in her entire career. 
she's, wow. yeah. she's she debuted in the May Young Classic. She had a few of those coconut runs, mm-hmm. and during the pandemic, she really came into the spotlight. That's about it. Yeah, and that's yeah, once yeah. a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, let's see. Uh, next up for the NXT Tag Titles, we saw MSK defend against Imperium. Good match. Would, would you say match of the night? I was thinking this might be the best match of the. Well, mm, it was the cl- it was it, closest it, to the old school takeover vibe. That match. Yeah. I for me personally, I my favorite match of the night was Mandy and Raquel. Okay. So uh, this this was a second. This was a lumberjack o lantern match. So at just the rest of the locker room surround the ring. Uh, which was kind of nice, I guess. <laughs> Kishida and uh, uh, Eichmann. Out yeah, Jira Eichmann. That was great. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't tell it like it, it, until the announcers kind of spelled it out for me because I was thinking they were doing the Steiners, and, <laughs> and then I real then the announcers point out they were making fun of the Creed brothers, Julius and Brutus. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, this match was great. I mean, obviously Imperium, you know, Bell to Bell are some of the best workers in that tag team division. MSK. The youthful, upbeatful energy. I mean, they always deliver. Uh, that one spot, though, where they were trying to do the cutter on the outside and none of the lumberjack guys caught them and they fell yeah. straight on the mat. That looked painful. So I, that was, I was like, ouch. But, uh, no, the match was great itself. Imperium picks up the victory and they're now the new NXT tag team champions, which I don't know, man. I don't know if that's the right call. I just, MSK, like we hardly we, we talked about this last week. We've been hardly been it seeing. It doesn't them. mean it's the end for them. I know. Yeah, be, I mean, they'll return. And I just, I mean, Imperium. I just feel like when I watch them lately, something's missing. And obviously, Walter. I, yeah, it's Walter. Yeah, it, 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 it's. I want them. Like I don't know what's gonna happen. Like I feel like they they represent Imperium. But Imperium is not in full force, and it just feels yeah. it's like it's, it's, it's like having Cedric and 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 Shelton and no Bobby. Yeah, exactly. So, either hopefully Walter maybe comes to NXT 2.0 a little bit more often. But he's th- jumping on the tour in Europe, so oh, uh, yeah. he's going to get a taste of what it's like and probably a bigger paycheck than he's used to. And hopefully, maybe that's their way of pursuing him to kind of come on over to North America more. Yeah. I, I it just for me because like and NXT 2.0 doesn't really fit Walter's vibe, his whole presentation, like. NXT 2.0 is a lot more colorful and upbeat and, you know, very much like... Well, maybe they need something like that. Maybe. maybe. They could, yeah. Describing these terrible colors. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, hey, and congrats to Imperium. They're the new tag team champions. But yeah, no great match overall. But yeah, um, that was a lot of fun. All right, so the main event was Tomasa Ciampa defending the NXT championship against Braun Breaker. Now, I don't know about you, but like up until that point, we saw... Toxic Attraction get all the belts so far. All these title changes, except for Roger Strong, but Toxic Attraction, the new tag team and women's champion. I really thought, okay, is Halloween Havoc really being set up as a changing of the guard of like the younger talent now taking all the titles and they're really setting up the future of NXT 2.0. So I I thought, you know, but by the time Braun Breaker was walking to the ring, I was like, oh my God, he, he's about to be champion tonight. Was not the case, but nonetheless, this match was really good. It was, I really love this match. What'd you think of it, Richard? I wouldn't define it as good. I, I thought, 
I thought that it did what exactly should have happened where I didn't I didn't think for a second while watching it that Tommaso looked like he was going to lose it. Uh, I thought that they exposed Braun Breaker in a good way. Yes. That he's green and he's the green new talent just because he's big and strong isn't going to beat the seasoned veteran. Because mm-hmm. uh, it looked like for everything that Braun had, uh, Champa had an answer to it. And I thought that was great. Yeah. Tommy, how about you? I know you really dug this match. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the, um, in the beginning of the match, they had some great uh, mat wrestling, and, and I felt that uh, Ciampa was really ruthless in this match, and he was really taking it to Braun Strowman, and, but Braun Strowman was just... Breaker. Braun, 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 who's Braun Strowman? <laughs> yeah, who's that? What? Braun He's Breaker. back? <laughs> yeah, Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker. I God thought, damn okay. it, pal. <laughs> okay, I just felt Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa were showing some good mat wrestling in the beginning and um you know and he and uh Chapa was very ruthless you know during this match and but and really taking it to uh, breaker but uh, breaker was just you know he was still a powerhouse in this match mm-hmm. and um you know but like you said richard you know you can't let a you know an up-and-coming new baby face get over the the established face pretty much yeah i i, I I was watching this match, and Richard, you brought up a good point as far as it did kind of expose how green Braun is as far and, as... And it needed to happen, because it's not so right. late in his career. development yeah. and career. It's so early in his career that shows, hey, he got there. He got to the main event. He competed. But, yeah, but he's not ready. Yes, and you know about you guys, but this match really, for me much so much respect for Tommaso Ciampa for carrying this match exactly yeah. you, you watch it and you can look closely and see that he was calling a lot of spots he was like whispering you know in the Braun Breaker's ear and he you know he's well, I mean even even the little things like Breaker not knowing how to take two DDTs and it being dangerous mm-hmm yeah, so, the selling uh, of that. Yeah, the effect of it. So no, I, I but like for me, Champa, Tommy, as you said, he was ruthless. He just kept attacking him, attacking mm-hmm, him, and mm-hmm. it's like he was like trying to smarten up this young guy. It's like, hey, you're in the you're in the ring with the slow champion. Slow down. Yeah, yeah. Tell him to slow down. And but the best part of the match, and I literally popped when this happened when Braun Breaker execute perfectly executed the Frankensteiner, not the her oh, Car- yeah. her Karana. No, not it's the not Frankensteiner. It's brother. a Frankensteiner. <laughs> It's just a term that the luchadors used. Yeah, they, <laughs> they was, stole it. They stole, they stole it, from it from me, as Scott Steiner would say. Yeah, it's, I saw the interview where he got mad. It's like, no, it's a Frankensteiner. It's a Frankensteiner. <laughs> but uh, um, the, the, for this match, like I said, so much props to Tommaso Ciampa because, like, you know, he was ruthless in just laying into Braun Breaker and showing that he's a strong champion. But then when Braun made a comeback, you know, he sold for him properly and. But Richard, you brought up a good point. As far as where he's the holes in Braun Breaker's in ring is he he has kind of like a limited move set, and so whenever whatever situation is in, he has a go to spot. So I, I noticed it was kind of repetitive in that sense of like he's he's new, so he's going to what he knows exactly. So that's where I was like, okay, he's not necessarily maybe ready because you know when it comes to like being in the ring and improving a situation, reacting. When someone like him, who's so young still, 
he, like I said, has limited moveset. So when he's in this situation, he's like, okay, when I'm in this spot, I'm always going to do this move to get out of it. Versus someone like who's much more seasoned, depending wherever the situation is, they have they have multiple ways of getting out of something. If that makes sense, I, I know I'm speaking kind of yeah, very sense. big, vague, big, vague terms. But when I was watching, he's like, okay. Tomasa Chomp is coming after me. I'm just going to pick him up, slam him down, and go, ah, you know, scream at the camera. That's like his go-to thing he does. I, I know a lot in a situation where he's trying to make a comeback. He just picks him up, slam him down, and grass screams at the well, camera. And we and we saw him winded pretty early, you know. Yes, he did he, look pretty gassed, too. Yeah. So, yeah. But no, and, the match was still great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I look, he's he, – our critique – of him is not critical in the sake that we're unhappy with it. It's yeah. that he's he's new. Like, yeah. Had you? I mean, he's not Kurt Angle. Like, no. <laughs> like, and then you go back and what? Like, Kurt was good when he came in, but he wasn't wrestling machine Kurt Angle. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this, and this is something I've uh, heard some people talk about. Do you think Champa? It was a missed opportunity that he could have turned heel at the end, as far as. Like he no. is so. They desperate. ran out of time too. I mean, I get, that, I get that that photo's floating around of them shaking hands after the match, but no one saw that on TV. Okay, but I was thinking, like, could he turn heel? As far as he's so desperate to keep that title and still represent the old era, that he would no. go to extreme lengths he to keep that won. title. He already won. So what? What's he? What's he already kept the title? Yeah. Like I unless like, he, unless he cheated to win, but he didn't need to cheat to win because he wasn't desperate. He was already had it won. And that's the thing, Braun did get busted open with that DDT on the outside. That was pretty yeah. pretty yeah. tough. To, and then you know, so Braun still you know even in defeat he still looked very strong. That's the other thing too was he took an ass kicking from Tommaso Ciampa. And, <laughs> and, he, I I don't think he 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 looked resilient. I don't think he looked strong. I I, I mean. Res- he, because I, like I said, I don't think that he had Ciampa in trouble whatsoever in that match. Mm-hmm. He slammed him a few times, mm-hmm. hit and kicked him a few times, but like for the most part, that was all Ciampa. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. was a matter of Ciampa mm-hmm. figuring out how much is in his gas tank. So right, and it, it just shows how valuable a guy like Ciampa is for that yeah. roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, they need to keep him around. So mm-hmm. no, you know, hey. Okay, show for Halloween Havoc. I, I actually felt after watching that match, the missed opportunity is not taking a chance on Gargan or, or Ciampa going to the main roster because he's having a match with a big guy like that, then he can have a, a, a match with you know more seasoned people. Because he's when when Ciampa gets an opportunity in the spotlight like that, he shines. Yeah. So and when he's you know, and we know how great he is as a heel or whatever, he's great on the mic and all that stuff. So. I just don't know if he wants to, you know, he said before he wants to can't commit to me a full time schedule like that for his neck. So yeah. I don't know, but we'll see what happens, man, with his future. Old. It's going to be cool. Like you mentioned the European tour they're doing. So him and Braun Breaker and um, Sammy, Sammy Zayn are going to have like a triple threat match over in Europe. And then Cesaro and Walter are going to have some matches there. So I hope Sammy, somebody's- Sammy Zayn, I think, could benefit a lot with going back to NXT and kind of guiding those people. Yeah, absolutely. Some of his character work as well. So size. I mean, he's got he's the right in between size. Mm-hmm. His rings ability is great. So yeah, I mean, it, we'll see. 
Maybe he can. You saw on SmackDown, his promo got cut off early. And, like, they cut him off. And he could be a conspiracy. Screw SmackDown. I'm going back to NXT now. <laughs> so, uh, but okay, before we talk SmackDown, let's jump to Monday Night Raw this week. And the big story here was finding a new number one contender for Big E in the WWE Championship. And, you know, Big E's out in the ring. And we see Seth Rollins come out and <laughs> confront him first. And I, I like. You know, Big E was, I like what he said here. He's like, dude, you lost to Edge last week at Crown Jewel. Back of the line, man. You're not a number one contender right now. And then Rey Mysterio and Finn Balor, Kevin Owens all came out. They list off all their accomplishments. Mm-hmm. And this is something we I talked like about. I like that two, two of those people beat Seth Rollins for a belt. Yes. Yeah. Finn Balor told him, say, hey, I, I'm the first ever universal champion. Three of them. Big E. Mm-hmm. No. Biggie beat him for the NXT championship. Oh, that's yes, right. That's right. I sent you the the, Kevin, the match. Yeah, Kevin Kevin Owens mm-hmm. and uh, oh yeah, Kevin Balor. And Kevin Owens, he became Universal Champion, being Seth Rollins, right? With Triple oh, H's help. Yeah, Triple H's But he said, "I beat you right here in this ring, in this city. It was right here. Your your feet were right here." So, and if you want to watch the. Uh, the match between Seth Rollins and Big E from NXT. It's on YouTube. Yeah, it's on WWE's the YouTube full match. Page. Yeah, they uploaded that yeah. earlier this week. So, on the WWE uh, YouTube page. But this is something we talked about last week after Crown Jewels. Like, okay, here's the new era, the new season premiere of Raw. There are a lot of good uh, opponents for Big E in his title reign right now. My only concern was, if you think about it, all, these, all four of these guys... They're all baby faces except for Seth Rollins. So it's kind of a little bit of a red herring of who was going to probably win this match, you know, as far as odd man out. It, sure. So. Hey, Seth Rollins is really invoking his NXT rematch clause. <laughs> like what? Eight years later? Eight years, you know, like, nine years later. So. Holds uh, up. Holds so, up. So, yeah. So Sonya just said, hey, let's make this a fatal four-way ladder match in the, for the number one contendership. So that was the main event here. Dude, it, this was a fun main event even though as you said we had a ladder match this ladder match we had another ladder match on nxt this, this, this was a good ladder match though yeah it was yeah i mean when you got all these veterans in the ring they're gonna deliver i mean kevin owens that big one spot at the end that he took at the end to kind of eliminated him from the match do you think big e has regrets after seeing becky lynch's promo later in the show and that he should have said back of the line bitch <laughs> that's true yeah I didn't think about that. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> but by the way, you know Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch have similar outfits, you know, even yeah. though, which is cool. All right. Kind of, she's <laughs> dressing him. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. She's She's the man. Yeah, she really yeah. is. Yeah. So, uh, but the match itself was so good. And then ultimately, we saw at the end, Seth Rollins climb up there and grab what looks like a red clipboard it or, or folder. Was, yeah. So they didn't make clear, is this going to be like a money in the bank situation or that's just a contract like you know it's not a money to bank briefcase that he grabbed it's like a, a clipboard but well he can get a wwe briefcase on wwshop.com <laughs> yes yes just put so, it in there so but they never really specify like when this match is going to happen if it's going to be after survivor series maybe new year's day that new year's day show they want to do or it could be you know a lot sooner than we think um I guess they left it open-ended like that, so that way it gives them a little more freedom to decide when it's going to happen. But yeah, no, Rich, anything else from that main event that really stood out for you? Uh, No, not really. No, so it was good. Seth Rollins, you know, wins the new number one contender. 
And uh, it makes sense. He's the heel of that group of the four guys. So it's heel versus baby face. My only concern, Richard, is, okay, we saw Rey Mysterio, Finn Balor, and Kevin Owens. They all want an opportunity at the WWE Championship. All baby faces. I hope this doesn't mean Seth is going to be WWE Champion sooner than later. And Big E's title range is going to be pretty short. We could also see Big E turn heel. That might be why they split him and his brothers up. Or maybe Kevin o- or Kevin Owens. I know you've been wanting Kevin Owens to go heel again. So yeah, I I rather see Seth Rollins in the main event picture than Kevin Owens go okay. heel. Since we don't know what Kevin Owens' future holds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's a lot of opponents there, but yeah, like I said, they're all baby face. So would it make sense for that? They may go after a heel champion, so that's why I'm just concerned. Is Seth going to be champion soon? So uh, we'll see. But you know, that that's just my one takeaway from Raw that I noticed. Uh, let's see a couple quick things I just want to ask you guys about. So Damian Priest and Keith Lee uh, both. Did, I mean, this was odd. Yeah, they both mm. got new ring entrances again. Music. Damian Priest. Let's start with him first. He's been off TV for a few weeks now. Now he's back out there. And it's like they repackaged him, even though he was doing fine. I thought before he's been off TV for a while, you know, they, they changed his music. It's more generic. And now it's like one side's like an angel, one side's or heaven and hell kind of dynamic. Damien, the devil, priest, mm-hmm. the holy man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I guess they're really going to play up into that. Whatever. Yeah. I, I'm just kind of like, this is, this is like lame, but I don't need to make a big deal out of it. Yeah, well, my only thing is in at the end where um, T-Bar threw the chair at him and then he like snapped and just starts going crazy. So it's like, is it like a Jekyll and Hyde thing where it's like, you know, if you piss him off enough, he'll just snap and then go really crazy. That, that should be everybody. Right. Right. <laughs> but most people are, are presented as cowards now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just, that was just one thing I was questioning. It's like, what's going on here with that? And so, uh, why exactly why it, it was just, it, it, they didn't explain wh- why this change, what's going on. It's just like, the storytelling. Had, had, had they established that he's made a heel turn, the new music and everything makes sense. But yeah. like, mm-hmm. like I'm with you. I just don't get why. Cause like part of his whole thing is it's cool that he does the arrow thing and then it lights up and fire. Yeah. It just I don't was, know why they think this is cooler than that. Yeah, uncalled for and no explanation. So anyway, that's a little frustrating. Uh, Keith Lee, his new music, he's got a growl. And then I kind of like it. I did too. And then he's in the, he took on Cedric Alexander and it was pretty much a squash match, but like I enjoyed it. At some points he would like go. Bah! I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm sorry. You, you I like, I, 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 I'm, I like all of it with him. Yeah. Uh, I get it. It's kind of haha, but like Braun Strowman was doing stuff like this and it exactly. got over. Okay. Like when you when you embrace it, I think the people can tell that like we're behind this. Mm-hmm. Um I I just I, I want to know where they're going with it. So mm-hmm. uh you know, I just don't want him to have matches cuz he's like a championship guy. I, I want to yeah. see him in some championship matches and such. Oh, I don't want yeah. to see him. I'm kind of ta- I'm kind of over him wrestling small guys. Yeah. And then after he beat Cedric, Shelton staring him down and they walked away. So I kind of, all right, is he going to go after Shelton Benjamin next? Or, you know, could he go in the Hurt Business still? I'm still kind of hopeful. Maybe he'll join the Hurt I, Business. I, so. I'm with you. I want to see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, 
And then, uh, uh, real quick, I mean, we don't touch, but talk about it too long. Do you think Austin Theory and Dominic Mysterio, both 24 years old, is this, is this the future of WWE right there? I mean, I don't yeah. care. Move on. <laughs> okay. So, um, and then, uh, you know, we saw like the three tag teams go after <laughs> the triple threat for, uh, uh, number one contendership, Dirty Dogs, Alpha I, Academy and Street Profits. I thought Dirty Dogs against RK Bro was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good just, match. Just really, really good. I mean, three veterans in there. How, how could it be? Bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then mm. ultimately we saw uh, uh, Matt Riddle roll up uh, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the, you know, the, the tag division is bright right now in WWE. Yeah, on Raw, which is good. It's about time yeah. we need that. So, yeah, uh, much needed. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, I mean the main thing. I mean the other thing from the women's division, you know, saw Bianca Belair and, and Becky Lynch have a little face-off promo. It's going to lead to a match. Back on this- the line, bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's, and then Bianca Belair is not going to give up. She's still going to go after her. So they're going to have a match uh, on this week's episode of Raw. So look forward to that. So, though, no, Raw was, you know, a lot of good stuff happening there. So things to look forward to for this week's episode of Raw. Um, all right. Last but not least, let's just go touch on Friday Night Smackdown. Before we recorded tonight, we all kind of agreed. You know, it felt kind of flat for the most part. I think like the first... 30 minutes was really good but after that it just kind of fell apart after charlotte it fell apart yeah it's just and for me the big thing was there was no roman reigns tonight or on that episode of smackdown no No roman reigns he appeared in a dark match after they went off the air but yeah man it just really shows how important roman (laughs) reigns is for wwe and smackdown specifically he's that glue holding that show together i I, okay here's where I'll, i'll disagree with you I think if they had done Charlotte at the end, you wouldn't have noticed that Roman wasn't. You might you mm-hmm. would notice that he wasn't there, but I think it would have made the show better. So yeah, the opening segment, Charlotte comes out, cut this promo. I really liked how she called out the women's locker room and said, yeah. "Like you guys make a big deal when you win your championship." Like, oh me, I'm so happy. For me, it's just another Friday when yeah. I win. I was like, "Whoa, shots fired from Charlotte." I don't, under- Flair. I don't understand what that means. <laughs> well, you gotta read the dirt sheets, man. Yeah. So, no, so yeah. um, um, and she's pretty much looking for a new contender. And uh, uh, we see uh, Sasha Banks come out, and you know, it's like, hey, I want a, a chance after. And and she said, well, no, we've had plenty of chances. I want someone fresh. And Shotzi Blackheart comes out. It's all right, good for Shotzi. All right. You know, hey, it's a new start, a new era for SmackDown. She, Shotzi's being pushed as a single star. So uh, she comes out, hits the missile on her tank. Pat McAfee's like, you see that missile come fly? <laughs> Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee's gold. Dude, during the uh, Trick or Street fight, <laughs> he was amazing. <laughs> I skipped that completely. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay, okay. So Shotzi and Charlotte have a great opening match here. Yeah. Know, Great showing for Shotzi. The crowd was really getting into her. We see Sasha Banks on the side, though, kind of being her manager for the night and just kind of give words of encouragement or some strategy. Come on. Come on. (laughs) Stay on her. Stay on her. Yeah, that was that was pretty bad. Yeah. Come on. And then ultimately, it led to her. Not Jay. Not Jay. Not Jay. No. But it led to her distracting. Uh, Shotzi and Charlotte got the victory and Sasha got in the ring and was trying to be like, hey, you know, good match or whatever. And then, uh, Shotzi got pissed and beat the crap out of her. So everyone's like, oh my God, Shotzi's going heel now. 
And I'm like, no, I think, well, it just kind of, she was just frustrated, you know. Yeah. Sasha well, and, kind of interfered. Sasha, yeah, she cost her the match. I mean, she probably wouldn't have won anyway, but she still lost because yeah. of Sasha. Yeah, so it was interesting to see that everyone's like, oh, my God, Shotzi's heel now. I think, well. She can't take personal responsibility in her loss because <laughs> Sasha Banks screwed things up for her. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's how I look at it. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, let's just hypothetically speaking, Shotzi did turn heel and beat the crap out of Sasha. So is now Sasha a baby face now? I mean, is she now going to be the top baby face for the women's division on SmackDown? Because Charlotte cut a definitely heel promo. Shotzi getting violent, beating the crap out of Sasha. So Sasha, you know, on the outside looking in, is the baby face out of the three. So sure. cool. Good for her. I'm just good <laughs> for Shotzi. It's like a fresh you know, heal oh, yeah. for the main event scene for the women's division on SmackDown, which is much needed. I love it. And then even, you know, her and Charlotte might be, whenever that's done, she can be like a heel for the mid card level for that women's division. So now I'm looking forward to that. And then, uh, <laughs> Adam Pierce, you know, appears on the screen and <laughs> he says, uh, Brock Lesnar is also getting fined a million dollars, but he called himself, what was it? The, the engine of the uh do you notice that he called himself what was it the engine of the company uh, no, no I, I i i was kind of that. tuned out at this point as well because it was uh it was when you when they post stuff all over wwe's website instagram twitter and then they say adam pierce is gonna you know make some statement about brock lesnar it's like yeah the whole world already knows. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Why? Why are you acting like you didn't put this out on everywhere? Yeah, exactly. And I heard you saying. And then uh, uh, <laughs> we saw uh, King Xavier, King Woods. Oh, oh, coming to America right here. Yes. <laughs> what you thought so? <laughs> that's that's what they're doing. <laughs> so he knighted. They're, they're doing. They're doing Eddie Murphy in Arsenio Hall. So, so he knighted Kofi, or uh, yeah, Kofi Kingston. So he's Sir Kofi now, which I'm like, yeah. see, this is cool. Okay, this is how I like how this is how a baby face is treating the King of the Ring gimmick, and so he's making his buddy his Sir, you know, Sir Kofi, and it was cool. Like earlier, you know, they ran to Hit Row in the back, so a little fun, playful interaction there. Uh, but when the ring, the Usos confront them, and. Uh, which is amazing. It was like, part of me was like, man, we're going to see them go at it again. We've seen them wrestle each other so many times in so many forms over the years. But at the end of the day, they have an amazing chemistry together in the ring. And the main event was still pretty good though. Yeah. Arguably the best tag teams of the last five years. Exactly. So the main event itself of the new day versus the Usos was a lot of fun. And then ultimately the new day pick up the victory, which was, Hey, that's uh you know that good on them so maybe one of us is going to lead to a future tag team opportunity a title shot for them so um yeah and that was about it i mean saw drew mcintyre doing more of the open challenge stuff i uh, guess richard let me ask you this i i feel like whenever they're trying to reestablish like a character baby face or heel they just make them do open challenges for me it just feels flat because it's like you're just randomly save it for the belt. Yeah, like you're just randomly throwing two people together with no storyline. And I get they're trying to make Drew look like a badass, a badass babyface, and just beats up everyone. He's like demanding 
matches. He's calling himself the SmackDown Warrior, which is pretty cool. And he's like, I'm a fighting, I'm just, I'm a fighter. I want to fight people every week. So bring out someone to challenge me. And Mustafa Ali comes out. It would have been better if they had some sort of scuffle backstage that turned into a match and him just coming out. Yeah. Because, like, I, I, I would. Like I said, I just would prefer they already kind of established that the U.S. champion will have these open challenges. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it just kind of—I don't know. I I, I also kind of came to the conclusion that they should have a uh, women's television championship. Yeah, this, like a main card title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like when you do that, it's like on TV, it's a like WCW and NWA had. It's like it's a ten-minute match. Yeah. If you can't beat the champion in 10 minutes, then the champion retains. The match mm-hmm. is over. Yeah. I don't know. There, there's some good, like, Shotzi. Perfect example. Or or Liv Morgan. It's like, people want to see these those women with belts, but it's like they're not in the same league as Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. And you can't force them to have matches every week without bringing the like champions like that or wrestlers like that down a notch to meet them at their level. They need to work up to their level. Yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. It, it's, and well, that's the thing. It's just the women's division. They have main eventers and they have mid carders and they need to embrace that mid card division even more with a title. And that way it gives them something more focused direction to, to, to fight for. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Drew McIntyre, it's like, I love Drew McIntyre, but it's just kind of throwing him out there with these open challenges. It's like, okay, good for him. He's, you know, he's having, he's just kicking people's ass. And I guess they just figured that's how he's going to win the crowd over. Just go out there and just fight people. And it's like, well, no, give me some more substance. Open challenges really don't do much for me personally as a fan. It's like, Same. I want, unless, it's, unless it's someone that's not on the roster. Yeah, exactly. It's a surprise one night only thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but you like you said, give them like a, a simple s- scruffle in the back. NXT UK does that all the time, which is two guys bumping each other. And say, hey, you want to go fight? All right, let's go do it. So like, do something basic just to set up a match. So, um, and I I know you said you fast forward. If you have a chance, watch Trick or Street Fight between nope. Corbin and Matt Cat Moss, Shinsuke Nakamura, Rick Boogs. It was just, Pat McAfee was hilarious <sighs> on commentary. He made that match entertaining. That's all I want to say. It's just yeah, for, for for Pat McAfee. And then, uh, yeah, we saw Shayna defeat Naomi and Sonya's still trying to get up over Naomi. So I, I like the story. Quick pin. That was a quick pin. I know. I think exactly. it was an accident, but it was a quick pin. But like I, I'm, I'm glad like Naomi has her own little separate story like that. against yeah. authority figure like Sonya Deville. That was my second favorite thing in the show. You know, it just gives outside the main event scene. It gives yeah. the women's division other storylines. Depth. Depth, exactly. So, but other than that, yeah, a little flat for me. I mean, they were just on FS1 once again this week, and they'll be back on Fox next week. And Pat McAfee at the end said baseball sucks, which I was like, yeah, that's man. the last thing you heard. <laughs> that's the last thing you heard on SmackDown. It's like, damn, baseball Pat McAfee. sucks. Shots fired from Pat McAfee. So, uh, shots, shots fired. Yeah. So I wonder if next week on Raw and SmackDown, we'll start seeing the build for Survivor Series because it will be November now. So something to keep your eye out on for. So, all right, let's start wrapping things up. Richard, where can the clicks just find you online? You can find me on Instagram at Pro Wrestling 101. And please send all your hate mail to at babyhuey83 on Twitter and Instagram. 
Thank you. Tommy, how about yourself? Well, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at IronFist1982. And I'm Baby Huey. Follow me on Facebook at Baby Huey Official, Twitter and Instagram. As Richard just said, I feel like a parrot to you now. Ah. <laughs> at Baby Huey83, at In the Click on social media as well. Let me do your handle. I'll do your handle from here on out. <laughs> so subscribe to us wherever you get your audio podcasts at, especially on YouTube. Help uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, comment, uh, leave a like on those videos as well. It helps out a lot. In the click at gmail.com. And on that note, let's go home. And that's the bottom line because Huey said so.